Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Bruce Claggett in for Jazz. Happy New Year, by the way. Wireless phone plans going up. For thousands of Canadians, not all, but many of the Canadian customers for Rogers and Bell will be shelling out more. Rogers will increase the cost of some of its plans this month. And Bell reportedly is going to be increasing its existing wireless phone plan prices in February. And uh, this comes as a surprise to us. I don't know. But I do know that there was talk about competition and talk about surviving in a competitive market. And there was more of a microscope on companies like Rogers and Shaw with the merger that they went through that was approved last year. What's going on here? Well, let's get to the bottom of this by bringing in John Lawford, Executive Director and General Counsel of the Public Interest Advocacy Centre in Ottawa. Easy for you to say, John. Uh, Good afternoon. What's going on? Thanks, Thanks, Bruce. Uh, Well, price increases uh, for wireless uh, is what's going on and, and for some internet services too. You know, I thought that we were under some sort of agreement, especially when it comes to Rogers, that we would not be seeing any of these increases. Is it just a matter of shifting the words or shifting the divisions or plans? And I know it's not all customers, but hey, guess what? This is coming into play. Absolutely it is. You've got, uh, well, you have the CEO of uh, Rogers saying the prices would go down, but he's pretty vague about it. I think he meant on like a 20-year time time frame and not in one year. And you've got the minister, uh, Champagne, wanting to have prices go down, but really only making rules for Videotron about what their prices should be for their freedom products. So yeah, it's not working out too well because there's nothing enforceable. And we've got today, yeah, 7 to $9 price increase for Rogers and uh, 6 for Bell. So Canadians, are we the suckers and the policymakers just approving whatever corporations and the big telecoms want? Well, I got to say, when the Rogers and Shaw merger was announced, we were concerned at our group about price increases. And to be honest, every uh, year this time of year, the wireless carriers, because there's only really three big ones, do raise prices. And it's usually 4 or $5. And the thing that shocked me this time around was the 7 to $9, which is really, you know, a large jump. It's uh, For me, for example, mine's going up uh, about 8% of my entire bill. So, you know, it's kind of unappreciated. If you don't have a contract, and especially some of those who are kind of paying month to month to month, they're the ones that are going to be hit the hardest, aren't they? Yes, and for people that do have a plan, uh, like a two-year plan, often they've got a phone that they are financing as well. There won't be a price change for those people because they're protected by the CRTC wireless code. So you don't have to worry until your renewal date, but prices in the market will be higher then. Now, John, in your work as Executive Director, General Counsel of the Public Interest Advocacy Centre in Ottawa, uh, how do you advocate for Canadians that are perhaps struggling with their bills to begin with, but especially their cell phone bills, uh, and hearing story after story of promises that, you know what, it's going to be 
okay, we're going to look after your interests for these companies, and yet this news comes out. What do you do to advocate for them? Well, you have to make this work in three places. First of all, the government has to be actually um, strong on this and and keep policies in play and keep the governments in ch- keep excuse me the companies in check. But the CRTC, the regulator, also has to make the conditions for new carriers work, um, and they haven't done a perfect job of that. I have to admit, you know. And, and and then lastly, we as consumers have to switch, you know. And if you if you don't like your carrier or you got a price increase, you got to take a chance on somebody else. Move your account around um, because that's what gets the companies lowering prices, not not sitting there and hoping they're going to give you a better deal. They might give you more data, but they're not going to change the price downwards. Have we failed in being able to, as people advocating for better prices and better conditions for consumers, have we failed in being able to get the message across that perhaps Canadians are already paying too much and that this is a real issue of concern? I think people need to focus their energy whether that's through political action, like getting a, a political party or their MP on this issue and saying this is their number one or number two issue. You know, I know there's food price increases as well, but this is a staple just as much. Um, or, you know, they're going to have to uh, to self-organize, organize around um, any groups they're already part of, like seniors groups or goodness, they can contact us and, and try to make the voice a little bit more focused because everybody grumbles about this at, you know, parties and when they're on the bus and stuff, but nobody uh, gets together to make it a one voice. It's got to be exhausting when you appear before panels or appear before bodies like the CRTC or competition uh, bodies taking a look at this. Because remember, that merger that we talked about went through several federal bodies and was carefully examined, and it still passed. And yet, at the same time, Canadians are on track to be paying more money for the same sort of service. Yeah, it's frustrating, and we we did oppose the merger from the start, and I know lots of people, individuals, uh, also opposed it. Um, like I said, you've got to get this kind of complicated machine to work together. That's the CRTC and and the um, and the, the Minister of uh, Her- uh, Industry, excuse me, to to do the right thing. Um, and then you need people pressuring. So it is frustrating, and we feel like we're telling the same tale year after year, uh, and warning about these things, especially the Competition Bureau, who did challenge the merger, right, but they lost. There's one silver lining I'll give you, though, and that's that the competition law has been changed in the last month to make it harder for companies to merge. So that's one silver lining. Yeah, for the future, and who knows, that's way down the line for some of these, and I'll give you that one. There's also the other side of this, and it comes to performance and agreements for uh, for performance and being able to measure that. And mm-hmm. Canadians have repeatedly expressed concerns with things like having speeds throttled. Some of them have been proven to be true, by the way. Some of these uh, uh, complaints are actually uh, are, are valid. And yet the companies tend to do very little about it. Also, when things break down and there is no service and no response, where there is a blackout for service for what could be a day or two. Yet this doesn't seem to be taken into consideration when it comes to approval ultimately by the federal government. Yeah, there's a lot of outages and... and, um and uh, bad coverage, these sorts of problems, quality service issues, and like right outside of pricing. But 
you know, the, the companies are making pretty much record profits and giving their shareholders tons of money. And, and I, I think that more could be done to make them reinvest so that we have fewer outages, you know, and better coverage and faster services. Even if we don't get the price down as fast, at least some of the money could go to that, you know. So I, I hear what you're saying. You know, Canada is a country with a whole bunch of topography and very few people per uh, per square kilometer. When you take a look at Europe and other countries, even the United States, perhaps there is an argument that could be said that it's easier to provide cell phone service when you have more people, more customers in an area. Do you buy that as the argument for Canada being one of the most expensive places in the world to have cell phone service? Uh, well, we have our weather challenges, but you know, Bruce, I don't buy it because Canada is actually more dense for where people live. We live along the border, to be honest, uh, except for some northern cities and some some regional centers. Um, the United States is actually more spread out than Canada in terms of coverage. So I don't buy it. Um, I do think there are some challenges with, with northern service and with uh, getting rural service backhauled to, you know, Vancouver or whatever. But, you know, those are solvable problems. We need We need to do better. There certainly is in the U.S. a lot of amalgamation of companies uh, that has happened over the years. I would argue that their competition laws still are stronger, but there has Mm -hmm. been amalgamation of companies. And yet the cell phone coverage seems to me to be so much better. I often point out to the fact that I took a trip from Phoenix, Arizona in my car, uh, going all the way up through Nevada into Idaho. And anyone that knows that geography knows there's a lot of dead space with very few people living Mm -hmm. between Las Vegas and Boise for hours. And you know what? There was 5G service for almost the entire route. And to me, yep. in an era, in a country that basically doesn't really have anything but a system that is corporately driven, that's great service. Why can't Canada do something very close to that, even for customers that are going through areas of our own province here in BC? Well, I'm hopeful, actually, on this one, um, that if we get a little bit more investment from Videotron and they get their Freedom product covering more of of these areas as you know if they get a, a break from the regulator we can do that because the u.s market what people don't know is for a long time they had four players and during that period that's when that build out happened and they went back to three unfortunately recently but during that dynamic period they got a lot of build and we could do the same now if, if videotron gets into this in a big way and consumers start to switch so so we'll see i'm not going to write it off but i i, I feel the pain John, are you optimistic that there can be some progress towards cell phone service for the average Canadian in 2024 and beyond? Well, I'll say and beyond. Uh, I think we've been pretty consistent in saying with, with the concentration we have now with Rogers and, and you know, Videotron just starting to crawl its way into the game. Uh, we're looking at five or ten years of really tough slogging for consumers, and I don't see prices going down. I see data buckets going up. I see maybe services becoming faster, but, you know, I I think you've got to put some money aside for your cell phone for quite some time.